Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Today we have Michael Schaefer. What is your official role with Wilson? I'm the global product director for all of racket sports. So including and mainly focused on tennis, but also paddle and pickleball. Amazing. And today we're going to talk about everything shift. I keep saying I have Schaefer on shift today. (laughs) So we're branding it. (laughs) Uh, Well, thanks. Thanks for having me excited to uh, to talk all things shift. Of course. And fun fact, Michael was one of the very first guests on Talk Tennis, one of the first three episodes that we ever launched. And that was almost four years ago, which is wild. And you were talking all about Clash. Yeah, we've uh, we've been busy. We've been busy trying to uh, to make the latest and greatest and and working hard to, to continue to innovate. Well, this is going to be exciting because I feel like this shift, project shift, all this shift in new, a new family for Wilson kind of follows a similar suit that the Clash Rackets did. You guys were super innovative and you were going to talk through all this, but it was something that you kind of like launched really quietly, gave people a chance to hit the prototypes, to got customer feedback, all that kind of good stuff. And now we, we finally have the Rackets in our hands. So without me jumping too far ahead, why don't you just start from the beginning? How did this concept even come up and what need does it fill in the Wilson lineup? Yeah, so it really dates back to probably 2019 um, when we took a look at our entire line, um, listened to consumer feedback, looked at uh, kind of where the trends were going. And, and I think we identified that there was maybe a gap in our in our line between uh, kind of more powerful than the blade, but maybe a little bit more control oriented than the Clash and the, the, um, the Ultra. And so um, we were looking at what is it really that this player player needs and what are the latest and greatest uh, innovations and technologies that we've been working on and how can we marry these two needs together? So um, we came up with a few concepts and and then uh, we, we got the, the first prototypes right around uh, March of 2020. So right when the pandemic was really kicking off. Um, and so our norm, normal playtesting processes will We'll get a lot of um, our internal team initially to start um, and we'll, we'll show up at, at one club and we'll start testing and, and kind of use that as the kickoff point. Um, but I mean, we all remember the days of, of early 2020 where even outdoor tennis courts were closed. Yeah. And, and so it was really difficult to do that. So once we, we started getting the first prototypes, um, we started sending it to some of the Wilson team um, actually all around the globe. Um, to our team in Europe and to our team um, in, in the U.S. and, and in Asia, and uh, getting the the internal team who, who were able to have access to a court at that time to start testing it. Um, and you, sometimes you you test a, a first prototype and you're like, eh, that one that one probably should go back on the shelf. And then sometimes you test something and you're like, well, that that was pretty interesting. There was something unique there. So. Uh, with, with um, this project, it was definitely the later, the latter of hey, this. There's something pretty unique here, like the the balls um, acting a little bit differently than than what I was expecting, and um, and this is something we want to continue to explore. Um, so we we kind of embraced 
that method of, of testing and, and just uh, using our team throughout the globe. I mean, Wilson attracts a ton of tennis players who want to work for our brand. And so it's great from a, from a testing process, being able to work with our, our team and tennis players on different surfaces and different countries and different game styles. And we, uh, we, we kept hearing really positive feedback. And so we, we got the, and we, we evolved and adapted um, just to, to address a few things here and there, but we got to the point where we felt pretty confident um, in, in what we're, we were creating. Um, and, and that was really in um, probably like mid, uh, mid 2022. And we got to the point where we said, okay, we want to open this up to, to a, a larger group um, to continue to give us feedback. So we, um, we, we did so in a, in a unique way. So, I mean, the, it's, it's so fun being on court with players and, and watching them hit the first ball with, with any of our rackets and, but particularly this one and, and hear that first reaction, that first feedback. And so we wanted to amplify that a little bit. And, and we did so um, in a unique way by, by opening up um, a play test to, to be um, uh, quite global. And, and so we utilized um, about, uh, we made about a thousand of the W Labs prototypes. W Labs is really a name for uh, the innovation umbrella of, for Wilson, not only in tennis, but also in, in our other sports. Um, and we utilized a, a, our feedback system. So we have a really good um, internally built sports survey feedback system. Um, and we, we said, well, what if we got players all over the world to, to help contribute to, um, to, to, to this testing and, and really understand if this innovation is, is right? And so um, we added a QR code. Uh, we can thank the pandemic for yeah. making QR codes <laughs> ubiquitous, but we added a QR code to the racket and, and uh, linked that directly to, to our surveys. And, and then we started sending rackets out. And so we sent it to coaches and players and um, uh, kind of people all over the world to, to um, test and to give us feedback. And then we, um, I mean, we continued to test internally and, um, but we kind of were able to sit back and watch feedback come in. And that was, that was really fun. Um, it was fun for a number of reasons because number one, you would wake up, you would go check the playtest surveys and you wouldn't know exactly uh, who was answering or where they were coming from, but you started seeing how um, how big the global reach of tennis was, uh, so much so that I think um, we we got a response from Reunion Island, uh, and I don't know. Do you know where that no, is? No, I was Michelle? like, I don't even know where that is. <laughs> so it's it's a really small French island off the coast of Madagascar. So um, when you when you think about how global tennis is, and, and you think, hey, the someone got a shift all the way to Reunion Island. That was that was kind of exciting. Um, but we also utilized uh, this feedback to to help um, inform any of our decisions. So we got to that point. We started feeling really confident, and then we heard from our our friends and our retail partners that they're like, "Well, there's a lot of buzz about this. People are enjoying the racket. Um, can is it something we can open up?" And so we opened up uh, our, um, our our testing and our W Labs racket and we we brought in our our retail uh partners to to sell a limited quantity um and, and basically make this test um and, and this prototype open to a wider audience of of, of tennis players and anyone who, who wanted to partake um and so that's kind of uh where we were and 
Um, obviously, once we start selling brackets, it's a it's a slightly larger quantity that are out in in the market, and we have the ability at that point to to get even more feedback. And so, going into it, we had some thoughts about how we could continue to update and improve the racket, um, but we were really guided in it uh, well by by the continued feedback from play testers um, in order to give us. Um, confidence and, and kind of point us in the right direction of how we can make the racket play even better. Um, and, and so it was a unique process. Um, it was, it, I mean, at the end of the day, our goal is to make tennis rackets that, that make people enjoy the sport, maybe win another match, uh, maybe go from a, a three, five to a four or, or go play on a slightly higher club team. And, um, and so that's what it's all about. And, and really opening up our, our, um, uh, feedback loop to to a wider audience. Um, it pointed us in the right direction of of making making better rackets. Nice, and you must have been so confident in these rackets because opening it up to all those people is kind of a terrifying thing when you're asking for feedback because sometimes people can come in and be like, "This trash," like you know. And this is one of those play tests where, and I'm not just saying this because there's evidence on our message boards, but the response was overwhelming. Like this racket is different than other rackets, which kind of leads me into my next question is how would you compare it in the Wilson lineup? What sets it apart from other Wilson rackets and what sets it apart from rackets on the market in general? Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, um, this is, it's not only about how we brought the racket to market and how we got feedback, but the reason we're excited about this is because it really is a true innovation. Um, and a lot of our innovation work in the last uh, four years and, and really stemming from the, the um, development of, of Clash is learning how a racket bends and how different ways in which a racket bends affects how it plays. Um, and there are a lot of different ways to, to change how a racket feels um, and how a racket bends and the materials and um, the string patterns and the weight and the balance. There's a lot of different things that you can play with to, to adjust how a racket plays. But ultimately, what we've really found is you can really affect the way the ball uh, moves off the racket by changing the way the racket bends. So we first figured this out or we, we first really... Um, I guess dove into this uh, with with Clash, um, and and we were able to unlock a few different ideas. Um, the first is uh, this idea of both a flexible racket, but also a stable racket. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, um, there have been a lot of super flexible rackets in the market. Generally, they were um, made flexible by being very thin. Um, but with those rackets, for the most part, if you hit it off center, you could feel it wobble mm -hmm. a little bit. You wouldn't get the same. Um, energy return back into the ball. Uh, with Clash, what we were able to do is figure out a way through uh, through our 45 technology to create a racket that was super flexible, uh, but also very stable. So obviously it's a, it's a unique plane racket and, and a lot of that has to do with um, that, that combination of flexible yet stable. Um, the, the third dimension of bending uh, is, is what we're calling lateral bending. And this is really the, um, I think what, what's new that we bring, uh, that we brought to the market over the last few years is the idea of a racket bending um, in a vertical sense. And, and what that means is um, like, if you measure st stiffness in the traditional manner, uh, you put the racket on a RA machine or on our Bayardo tube machine, and you see that 
um, it, it, it bends it, um, uh, kind of, uh, with the, the hoop of the racket right. up. Yeah. I can um, and that's how, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. That's how, that's how, uh, flexibility in, in, um, in tennis rackets has always been measured, but obviously the game has evolved and developed, uh, and players, uh, swing differently and approach the ball in a different way now than they have in the past as, um, the game has become more um, dominated by spin and players hitting heavy balls, swinging faster in order, to, but with a lot of spin in order to keep the ball in. Um, the the forces on the racket have uh, changed, and so um, this idea of vertical bending really comes into play. And vertical bending is if you put the racket on its side uh, and you you measure how much it bends from there. Uh, really, uh, we call it the handshake um, bending moment, but um, how much it bends. If you, if you put the racket on the side and, um, and as players, uh, play more heavy and swing more aggressively at the ball, um, the, the contact really puts a lot more force, um, on the racket vertically. And so we started noticing that, um, if we start playing around with how much it's bending vertically, we can really dictate, uh, what a player is able to do, uh, with the ball, um, how it feels when they swing and, um, kind of, um, we were able to really correlate uh, vertical bending with spin. So with all these different uh, ingredients kind of to make a racket through bending profile, uh, we set out and, and when we when I briefed in this project, it was uh, when we were working with the engineering team, it was very clear. It was, what if we made a racket that's um, actually pretty powerful? So it, it's not, it doesn't bend too much uh, in a normal bending standpoint, but it's super flexible laterally. So basically the concept was in that case, you would have a racket that has it's um, like a, a slightly higher RA, uh, but a super flexible lateral RA. And the concept was that this would allow you to hit a really heavy ball because you would still get a lot of energy return um, from the, the RA, the normal RA, but then that lateral RA would allow you to um, really uh, generate a lot of spin, a higher launch angle, and kind of snap and propel that ball forward to, to generate spin. Which I was going to say, we ju- we got some questions from our message board, and that answers one of them right away. So I'm going to pull it up real quick just so we can <laughs> uh, talk about that. And you just debunked it, but maybe one more time. The, the question basi- basically was stated about um, how Wilson's saying how plush and soft the feel of this racket is, but the specs say the RA is at 68. And those are subject to change depending on what machine you're using. But at Tennis Warehouse, that was the RA. Uh, they said, what's the scoop here? I will not play with rackets above 65 RA. So you just explained it. Yeah. And so um, I'll say a few things. The first is that um, RA has some limitations in terms of uh, really the telling the true story of how flexible or, or stiff a racket is. Um, RA measures really from the like the center of of the shaft through the hoop. So you don't get a full sense of how flexible the racket it really is. So um, while it measures a 68 on on one of the RA machines uh, from an SI perspective, which is another measurement that Wilson has used, which uh, measures the flexibility across um, the whole racket, uh, it, it, it is a little bit more flexible than the 68 RA would, would normally correlate. And on, on top of that, when you take into account these, these different measurements, or sorry, these different bending moments, um, it, it doesn't necessarily tell the true story, mm-hmm. or the, the whole story, sorry. Um, so while a, a racket will not bend a lot normally, 
when you start putting force on it and, and uh, hitting topspin, it'll bend um, laterally. So overall, the frame's going to move a little bit more, which is going to make it feel more plush and, and softer than um, a, a 68 RA frame. That, I mean, to me, I'm not really that math gal, but um, what I was going to also ask you, and I can speak to this as well, for someone that has never hit these rackets or maybe has never even experienced the Clash racket, what would you describe the actual feeling of contact of this racket when the ball's hitting the string bed? Because it is super unique. Like, there's not a lot of rackets that do feel this way. Yeah, I would say I would say it's on the softer side for sure, uh, but you feel the ball propelling off the strings. Um, so we feel like it. It I think we use the word catapult quite a bit, and that that came up a lot during our our play testing. Was it feels like the ball's catapulting off the string? Um, so you get this sense where, uh, especially if you're going to hit a uh, like a, a heavier ball, topspin forehand or topspin backhand and kick serve. Um, where the ball's sitting on the strings and then it kind of propels out forward, but you have a lot of energy, a lot of um, uh, mass going through the court. But then also um, you, you can kind of open up angles and hit the ball heavy because you get that. It feels like it sits on the string longer, uh, but then kind of shoots off off the frame. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, it literally like feels like you have an extra second and the ball like sinks into the frame and then you can do whatever you want with it which is kind of a fun sensation, <laughs> I think. Um, with that being said, would you mind walking us through the models and maybe even explaining why you went with certain string patterns or head sizes and all of that? Yeah, yeah. So um, we um, we really started with, uh, with the, the um, Shift 99, uh, which is 300 grams, uh, 16 by 20 string pattern. Um, and we, uh, we, we thought that was a good starting place because in our, our initial quest was to, um, create a, uh, a frame that had more power than the blade, but a little bit more, um, control and, and spin than the, uh, the clash or the ultra. And so, um, that was our starting point and, and we liked it. We thought it performed really well. Um, but we also, uh, were hearing back from some higher level players that they, um, they wanted a little bit more weight behind it. Um, and, and at certain points, um, that they thought that uh, the launch angle was almost too high. And so that one of the unique things about having a racket that bends a lot laterally is it, it changes the, um, the, the launch angle of the ball. Um, but it really allows you to spin, to, to put a lot of spin on the ball, even with a denser string pattern. So you may remember that we, we had the spin effect technology at Wilson, um, uh, way back. And we almost, uh, say that the, the, having a racket with a really high lateral RA is almost like a spin effect, but for the frame, as opposed to the, to the string pattern. Um, so that leads into our next model, which is, um, the shift 99 pro. And that's a 315 grams and uh, an 18 by 20 string pattern. And so we've heard from some people that say, you know what, I, I never use an 18 by 20 string pattern. I don't want to try it. But oftentimes when those players give it a give it a go, they say it really doesn't play like an 18 by 20 string pattern. Um, so with those, those were our two models. And then through our, our play testing, uh, we really heard from consumers that um, they, they wanted a, a slightly lighter model. Um, so we do have a Shift 99L, which we'll be launching uh, in September. Awesome. 
I love that. So we got so many questions from our message board, and you're already answering some of them naturally. But one that we got in particular that caught my eye was, can you compare Wilson's spin effect technology to the spin technologies in the shift family? And how do these different technologies contribute to the generation of spin? Great. That's a great question. Um, I would say uh, they they definitely are different, uh, but they at the end of the day, it's all about uh, achieving the same thing, which is having the ball propel uh, forward with spin off off the frame. Spin effect did that by really opening up the string pattern um, and by having more um, mains than than crosses. And what we had shown was that that would allow for the the strings to to move and snap back more which would help propel the ball through the string um, through the string movement forward um, and while that had a lot of benefits it did have drawbacks as well um, main, mainly with string breakage um, so we felt that um, that that works for a certain uh, type of consumer but not necessarily a, a spin of a technology that works for everyone we feel that um, the technology that we've been able to put into um, into shift, which we're calling Arc 3D, which is really the way that we were able to design the frame to to bend laterally but still remain very stable normally, um, is unique because it allows uh, the frame to propel the ball forward and to put more spin on it. But it does so through the way that the frame interacts with the ball at contact, as opposed to the string. Okay. Awesome. And kind of a follow-up question I think I had, and I think others I have as well, is are we going to see this Arc 3D technology in the rest of the lineup? Will it be in certain rackets? Can you even say? <laughs> I think what one of the ways that we're building the line is to um, really have each of our franchises standing for a core benefit. Um, and so I think there's, I'll never say never. There's uh, At the end of the day, like I've said before, what we want to do is create the best rackets uh, for for that player type and for first um, to help people en- enjoy the game more, and um, I think for for shift we found a unique benefit and and we've kind of put the whole package together so that um, it'll it'll offer this balance of power control but in a very spin friendly way. Um, so right now this is, is is something that we'll keep in the um, the, the shift family, but it it also can like we can always take learnings from all of our projects that can help uh, make all of our rackets better. So it's something we'll continue to, to look at, but this is definitely a technology that uh, we'll, we'll, um, the shift family will stand for. Nice. I, I do enjoy that about your rackets. And we've had the conversations before how like, the, you know, pro staffs kind of for a specific player looking for a specific thing and then blades for someone completely different and ultras from someone different. So I do appreciate the segmentation of the Wilson Rackets. Um, With that being said, I did want to bring up something that always kind of comes to mind with me. And you guys broke the mold with Clash, where, you know, we saw Clash Rackets in the hands of so many players that were not professional. And I think there's like one or two, you know, I think Lauren Brangle still uses a Clash, but not a ton of um, pro support with that racket, but a ton of recreational and like, adult players, juniors, everyone uses Clash. Um, With Shift, you've already gotten a ton of positive response. Will there be pro support or is it going to be kind of the same thing? 
I did see a player using shift this week um, on one of the grass warmups. So <laughs> I know there's a couple of pros, but talk to me a little bit about getting it in the hands of the pro players and if you've gotten any feedback from any of the pros. Yeah, so so we definitely feel like this is a frame uh, from the specs that that uh, deserves and and will wind up on on tour. Um, and that being said, we do have a top twenty five WTA player, Shui Zhang, using um, and and absolutely loving the shift. Um, she sends our our tour representative pictures and uh, smiling with the racket, so she's really happy. Um, but yes, we we uh, definitely. Are, are in the process of testing it with with a variety of of players and um the the majority of the testing happens during the off season so it's probably something that will uh will take place a little bit more towards the end of this year um but we also feel like it's a great racket for up and coming junior players um so we've done some events with um players uh some of the top european juniors under 14s in in europe and um ultimately it, I think uh, tour players are are very attached to what got them to to their uh, to to that level in the first place. So it's it um, they they tend to be a little bit more reserved in in test in in switching. However, um, junior players that that come up with the technology and especially a unique technology like shift um, and then make their way on tour that that tends to be uh, kind of the way that that rackets get on tour more so. So with that being said, yeah, I, I continue to expect that we'll have increased tour support on on shift. Nice. And that kind of leads me also to the question, um, when you guys brought out the prototypes, we had this like proto cosmetic. And of course, we remember with Clash, you guys did the dazzle cosmetic and then there were no more dazzles and then everyone wanted the dazzles. And uh, it's without being too obvious, the, the now racket that will be in line looks very similar to the prototype. So maybe you can talk to me a little bit about the design elements and why you kept them fairly similar. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when we launched the proto, um, we obviously our, our main focus was how can we make this racket great, uh, have a lot of people want to test it. And one of the ways to do that is to have a unique design um, that attracts people and gets them excited to, um, to pick it up and, and test it out. So uh, that was kind of the goal from from uh, that we gave to the design team, and, and I think they did a really good job. Um, we have a really unique paint and, and overall cosmetic of uh, a paint that we're calling Arctic Prism, which kind of uh, follows our inline rackets of of a color shifting kind of dynamic design, um, but it, but in a unique way. It, it goes from like a, an, a kind of pearly white sometimes to a blue, sometimes to almost a pink. Um, so it's a unique, unique color. Um, and then we wanted to um, get people excited about looking up close at the racket. So the Wilson script um, is in what is called a half tone, so a bunch of dots. And so from up close, it looks just a little bit like a dot matrix. But when you, when you take it farther away, you can see that it, it is a Wilson script. Um, and then, of course, we we added W Labs because we wanted the um, the testers to know that it's a, a work in process. Um, and uh, and then lastly, we have that QR code, which um, leads directly to feedback form, which comes straight to myself and the engineers and our product team. Um, so really direct communication from anyone anyone testing. So one of the the things that we were curious to learn more about during the survey process was 
how people like the design. And that was probably the most unanimous thing that we saw was people loved the design um, and they loved the paint and it's, it's really unique and it stands out. So that really guided us in our decision to continue to, uh, to have the, the design feel connected to, to the prototype, um, but do so in a more refined way. So there were a few updates. Number one, we took the QR code off. Um, the other is that we, we highlighted or popped the, the orange a little bit more and we did it, um, in the, uh, in the yoke of the racket and why we put the, um, the, the orange tags there is because that's really where a lot of the, um, unique industrial design of the racket, uh, takes place in order for the racket to, to bend the way that it does. So we wanted to highlight that a little bit. That's awesome. That's really cool. And it's nice to hear that you guys asked for your consumer feedback and listened to consumer feedback and executed the consumer feedback because how many times do you hear, why did you change that? Like, <laughs> you know, you know how that goes. Um, one of the big questions we got was when will grommets for the shifts be available? Because you know, there's people that have been using the prototypes that already need to fix the grommets. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, we're happy that that uh, as of July 15th, grommets will be available. Um, all the grommets from the uh, W Labs rackets will, or will fit uh, the, the final shift V1 and, and vice versa. So um, we can be confident that um, anyone with the W Labs version of shift that, that the grommets need a little uh, TLC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They'll, they'll be able to use them. Nice. Um, another question, which I think is amazing. Someone asked if you could pick any string to match best with the shift rackets, which strings would it be? And I would even extend that to a poly player versus a non-poly player. And if you have different uh, strings you would put in the pro versus the regular, you tell me. <laughs> I, um, I, that, that's a great question. I, I've tested this racket with a lot of different strings. Um, one of... I think the one that I almost prefer, and particularly in the Shift 99, is um, our our Luxalon Eco Power string, um, and so that's a unique string from Luxalon, which is made from um, re recycled PET. But it's unique um, in that the recycled PET tends to deaden up the response a little bit. So I think it's a great combination of uh, a racket that that definitely offers a, a good amount of pop. Um, but also, uh, eco power, it's, it's shaped, it allows for a lot of spin. So I feel like it just really works well together. Um, the, the slightly heavier version, the shift 99 pro, um, I probably with the, with the more dense string pattern, I prefer more of a traditional poly. Um, so I would use, I really like it with alu power, um, just the one alu power 125. I think it plays really well, um, nice and crisp as well. Um, and then for, for non-polys, um, I mean, we think that, um, NXT or an NXT hybrid, um, tends to, to be pretty nice. I, if you're going to do a hybrid, I, I definitely think that you probably get a little bit more spin potential if you put the polys on the, uh, on the main and, and the NXT on this, on the crosses to soften it up a little bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, for the most part. I think it's a spin friendly racket. And, and so I would gravitate towards a, a spin focused string. Awesome. Good, good answers. Let's see. We've got a bunch of other questions. I'm just going to rattle them off. What kind of players are you, were you guys targeting around shift? Was there, were you going after a certain type of player? Um, 
Were you trying to pull them away from maybe a different racket? Like what, who was the focus on the shift rackets? Yeah. So we definitely felt, like I mentioned before, that there was this um, gap in our line between uh, more, more powerful than the blade and more control oriented than the, the clash and, and the ultra. And so um, that was, that was really our target market and the consumer who who's searching for a racket in there. Um, with the way that the racket performs and bends and the, the core benefit of spin, we definitely um, are looking at that modern, uh, that player that has more of a modern swing where to uh, is activating the, that lateral bending moment a little bit more. Um, but with that being said, we also find that players who, who swing kind of uh, more flat, so maybe maybe like yourself, yeah. <laughs> um, can actually benefit from... Um, from a racket with lateral bending because it, it helps get get the ball um, spinning a little bit more. Um, so definitely for the, for a player who's looking for spin um, and, and probably uh, has a slightly more modern swing. Nice. Um, yes, I I I I know I like. <laughs> I'm too honest, but I want, I do like the racket, but when you, you're using a racket, that's like actually perfect RF 97. Like you can't, you can't take that racket out of my hands. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I actually, we just finished the play test yesterday and he, listening to you, there's like so many things I, I remember that I didn't say that I wish I would have said, but stay tuned for the written review. It will all be in there. But for me, I really liked it with ALU uh, power is strong in there. And I, I don't know if this is something that other people are finding or maybe it's my, my lateral swing. Um, I'm finding the sweet spot or like I feel more connected to the ball a little higher in the string bed, which we all know that like players, the sweet spot's not really the middle of the racket. It's a little bit higher, but um I felt like it was one of those rackets that sometimes when I play, I freak out in my head and I'm like trying to end the point so fast. And then I rush and I do things that I shouldn't do. And with this racket, I felt comfortable actually putting a point together that lasted more than three balls, which is saying a lot because I could actually construct a point with deep balls cross score and then change direction and then actually be patient enough to wait for the ball to attack instead of just attacking on the second ball. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think you brought up a few really interesting points. I think the first one is that, um, some of the feedback, um, from from our uh, W Labs uh, version of the racket was that um, the uh, the this the swing weight was a little bit low um, and you you brought up the point that you felt the the racket the sweet spot slightly higher in the hoop um, so we we actually from the W Labs version to to the final shift ninety nine we we changed the balance point uh, from thirty one to thirty one and a half points um, in order to to help kind of propel um, the sweet spot up in, in the, in higher in the frame. Um, and so again, that's one of those points where hearing feedback from, um, consumers have, has ultimately allowed us to make a better racket. Yeah, for sure. It's good to see. I'm not crazy people. <laughs> I kind of know what I'm talking about sometimes. Um, one question that we got asked and you did allude to a lighter version coming this fall, but, and I also know you're probably already working on round two, the next update to these, but will we see any other versions of this racket this year? Are there more to come? So like I mentioned, um, we're, we're 
thanks to the consumer feedback, we were definitely um, uh, guided towards making a lighter version as well for, for players, um, maybe younger players who, who need um, just a little bit less static weight overall. Um, and with that being said, uh, we feel pretty good about, about the line. We're always looking for opportunities um, and, and exploring uh, ways to make frames that, that fit um, different player types. But um, the, uh, the Shift 99L is the only thing that's on the, um, on the docket right now. Well, it's good to hear because I know even as a consumer in other areas outside of tennis, you like are get really excited for a new product and you buy it and then you like the next month something else drops and you're like, dang it, I would have liked that better. So that's good. Um, someone asked, I kind of like this one. You've kind of gone over it, but we'll, we'll go there. Is there anything about the shifts bending profile that would make it feel more stable than a similarly, similarly specced racket? Yeah, definitely. So um, we we talked about the normal bending, so like the traditional RA. We talked about the lateral RA. Um, the the third dimension of bending that we talk about is torsional stability. So that's really how much the racket twists. Um, shift along with really every racket in Wilson's line is is best in class when it comes to torsional stability, and that's just something that that we feel is um, really important to put into to all of our frames. And it's almost like a signature feel for, for Wilson frames because torsional stability really allows um, all the energy to be put back into the ball. And so I think uh, if, if that's what this player is picking up on, it's that it feels stable. It's, it's because we, um, it, we have intentionally built um, the racket to not twist. Nice. Um, a question that always kind of comes up, or do you have any fun stories that you can share, whether it's from your team or um, something that you experienced or even with players that play tested it that you can give us from, you know, the early stages of this to the current um, production? And also follow up. <laughs> I'll give you a minute to think on that one. Uh, how many prototypes did you go through? Oh, wow. Uh... <laughs> So I'll, I'll start with the, the last question. Um, I don't I don't have an exact number, but um, I, I was fortunate during um, the pandemic when we were doing a lot of this testing to be living in Palm Springs. Oh, nice. Uh, our office was closed, uh, so I needed to be near tennis courts, um, and so I was playing a lot of tennis. Um, and and it was one of those things where I think every like two weeks a box would show up. With yeah. <laughs> some some adjustments uh, that that uh, the team has made and. Um, I was, I was doing a lot of the testing at that point. Um, so I would say upwards of, of 25 or so. Oh man. Um, <laughs> so we, we tested a lot of different variations, different string patterns, um, different weights and balances. Um, I think, I think a fun story, I mean, uh, just the way that, that it all came together. Um, I think at one point I would, um, wake up and, and I would have, um, feedback from our team in Germany because they were on court all day um, testing it. And then uh, before I went to sleep, I would have uh, feedback from our team in China or Korea or, where they were testing it. And 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 so uh, just really this being a global um, development within the Wilson team, um, it, it makes it somewhat unique. Yeah, that is cool. And I recently got to use a QR code in a play test, not for shift, for something else coming soon. And it was funny because you were not there. And I was asking, I'm like, who's getting this information? <laughs> and he was like, oh, it's actually pretty limited 
But I felt like I had to like make sure that whoever got it, which they were like, they'll know, they'll know it was you. <laughs> but I was like trying to like preface like, well, I normally do this, <laughs> like just writing this whole like bio, like giving you all the information yeah. on me. <laughs> I I really uh, am a, a fan of honest feedback. Ultimately, <laughs> that's that's what allows us to uh, to make the best the best products. And and so if if you really don't like something, I, I would. Would love to hear that and and um on the opposite end if you think it's the greatest racket ever then it's good to hear that as well totally. that allows us to to fine-tune um take feedback and and turn it into uh, the best product we can nice well here's another honest question that i think is worth bringing up and they asked many people think that a racket's comfort correlates in part to the amount it bends horizontally does a racket's vertical bending play a role in comfort and does stroke style factor into this yeah absolutely so um every time that you you swing uh you're approaching the ball in a certain way that's that's putting certain forces on the racket so if you have a very fast sorry a very flat swing you're going to activate the um the normal bending so kind of that traditional flexibility but you're you're not going to be brushing up on the ball uh, as much as a very aggressive swinging um player would so uh, you're going to spend a lot, you're going to feel a lot more of that normal bending. Now, no one truly has a completely horizontal swing. So everyone brushes up or, or slices under the ball. So you're always activating the lateral bending as well. Um, comfort is important or comfort comes into play in a combination. So you have um, how um, stiff or flexible the racket is normally, but again, um, a racket doesn't just bend one way or just the other way. It, it kind of uh, is, is this combination. So Well, and even talking about comfort and swing strokes and their speed, style, um, all that, it is so interesting to which uh, just even hearing how someone feels about a racket. So let's say Chris just played with a racket and he makes all of his comments and then I'm sitting right next to him and I accidentally hear it all and I go down to this the court and play with the same racket it's crazy what the mind actually does and you know sometimes I we talk all the time about actually having blind tests like could we have a blind test where we cannot see anything any branding any any shape anything and like just be able to hit that and then just genuinely tell someone what we feel without hearing someone else and all that but obviously it's easier said than done but um, just mentally, like if someone tells you, Hey, here, try this racket, it's insanely soft. And then you go, Hey, you're going to be like, wow, yeah, that is a really nice feeling racket. It's comfortable. I'm going to try that out. And then you go look at the RA and you're like, Oh, I must've hit something different. You know, it's, it's just an interesting yeah. human experience. And, and I, I think, um, uh, tennis warehouse and your team believe this, but the best way to, to know if a racket's right for you is to demo. Um, 100%. And, and you can read reviews or, but ultimately, uh, we say the proof is in the plane. So get out on court, try it out, test it versus some of the other frames and, and see what you like best. And we constantly are like, no, I like this better than that. And someone will debunk it. And, you know, and there's no right answer. That's also the other thing to remember. There is no right answer. What you like can be exactly what you like for whatever reason, just that you like it. And that's fine as well. 
Um, we got a ton of questions that have nothing to do with Shift, but we're running out of time. So I feel like this opens up a future podcast to answer all sorts of questions. Um, but is there anything else about Shift that we didn't talk about that you would like to share or anything we should know? Um, well, I, I think overall we, we've, we've uh, <laughs> talked quite a bit. We, we did a deep dive into all things Shift. Um, I would say that this is a very unique plane racket. And, and so uh, whether you, you have preconceived notions about the spec or not, I would encourage all players to, to test it out um, and see if it works for them. But we're excited about what we've created. Uh, we feel like we, we really have continued to innovate and make rackets that are unique and play different than, um, than, than the traditional frames. And, and um, yeah, excited to that, that shift is launching and, and people are going to, be able to continue playing with it. And it's a fun play on words. Our team has had a lot of fun with a lot of shift puns this week. <laughs> so shift into a new era with this racket. Um, of course, I cannot let you go without asking, is there anything that you can sneak, tell us, sneak peek that's coming from Wilson later on this year? Anything, any little nuggets that you have to share with us? Well, um, we're, we're really excited about Shift. Uh, we always are working on, uh, uh, on new and exciting uh, products and, and stories to tell. So uh, maybe in that next podcast that, uh, <laughs> that we do, we'll, we'll have some sneak peeks okay. and, and previews of, of other things. You know, there's a racket out there that's like very limited in grip sizes right now that I've had to bite my tongue 10 times asking about today. <laughs> so <laughs> stay tuned. He's like, I'm not saying anything. Yeah. I always bring it up. <laughs> he, he goes yeah. silent. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. As much as you like honest feedback, so do I. <laughs> um, well, Michael, thank you so much. It's always fun to chat. And uh, what else? What else can we say? Go buy a shift. Go demo a shift. There's bags coming from shift, which I think, if I'm remembering correctly, looked amazing. Yeah, there's tons of new Luxlon strings to be trying too. So it's like Shift, Lux, Eco Power, which hopefully we're going to have Joanne on the podcast to talk about Eco Power. I'm absolutely obsessed with this string because it's doing all the things. It looks cool and it plays well. Triple threat. And I have to also say, you just got an amazing new colleague over there in Europe who's coming from our team. And is a great player. I don't know if you know about this. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Uh, I, I have heard and yes. uh, excited to uh, to get over there and, and uh, hit some balls with her. She's amazing. Shout out to Val. She's an amazing player, amazing human. She will be deeply missed by Tennis Warehouse Europe and Tennis Warehouse and Tennis Only. But it it's great because she still will be around and part of the industry. So we feel like she's still part of the family. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, Michelle. It was great talking uh, shift and uh, look forward to, to getting back and talking again. Amazing. Thank you so much. And go check out shift now at tennis warehouse. <laughs> Happy hitting. Great. Happy shifting. <laughs> thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes and be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and until next time, happy hitting. Happy hitting.